0: Future. Where a model of control.com gains a voice. We're back again. This is Transmission 016. I'm Adam. And I'm Daisy. And I have a glass of
1: wine in my hand because Adam's told me I'm going to need it for this episode. I'm scared.
0: Don't be too scared. It's not too scary. Right. Just introducing ourselves once again. This is the A to Z of Industrial. This is the Transmission podcast on a model of control.com. We're going through the alphabet. We're at L... We have finally nearly reached halfway. Sorry
1: about the delays, it's taken us a bit of a time.
0: And, you know, we got distracted with Infest, and more Infest, and then recovering from Infest.
1: And stuff. Infest
0: was fun though, right?
1: Feels like a long time ago, but, was what, two weeks ago? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
0: it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, there were a lot of good bands. Uh, There's a couple of bands that will be covered in future episodes, in fact. But weirdly enough, none of them this week.
1: Don't think any bands beginning with L at this year's were.
0: No, I don't think so. Don't think so. No. Um, so anyway, we uh, the the if you've never listened to this before and you're new to all of this, basically what happens is that I play some songs that I pull together about industrial in the, on that letter.
1: And I mostly don't enjoy them.
0: Pretty much, yeah. That's about how it works. Um, but basically, that means that we get to play. A whole mix of stuff. There's some stuff you might complain isn't industrial, but it is because I say so. Uh, industrial is a broad church. That's how I see it, and that's how if I work. If you disagree, you feel free to at us. You know how we you know how to find us. Uh, Twitter at a model of control dot, uh, for a start, uh, or a model of control.com, or talk at a model of control.com if you still use email. Some people still do,
1: apparently. Goodness.
0: Yeah. Anyway, should we get on with some music? If we must. Yes. Um. I can't remember whether you like this lot or not, but hey ho, this is left spine down. left mine down with You Can't Stop the Bomb from, god, what was that album called? Fighting for Voltage out on Synthetic Sounds in 2008 although you probably won't be surprised to find that I first heard that on a Glitch Mode compilation earlier that year
1: well, see my shocked face
0: uh, can't imagine that was probably much your thing
1: it was kind of okay I mean, it's better than Power Noise. It's fine was a bit sort of um shouty yeah and a bit like other stuff but I can't think what other stuff I'm trying to think of
0: rabbit junk probably maybe sorry teenage riot
1: maybe you
0: know they're industrial punk as fuck
1: yeah
0: anyway they were they are from Vancouver strangely enough um but not like everyone else who's from Vancouver really um but the uh, uh Jeremy Inkle X of also, Frontline Assembly, who passed away a couple of years ago, it was part of the uh, was part of the group. Uh, and needless to say, they kind of disbanded, it would appear, after he died, because they hadn't released an album anyway since Caution in 2012, which wasn't great. Um, I, the only time I ever saw anything of the band was when I saw Kangalay perform live with Everything Goes Cold at Kinetic when they did their cover of the KLF What Time Is Love at the end that was hella fun. Um, although it was like 2.30 in the morning, and I think we might have been about half-cut. Quite possibly. Quite possibly, but it sounded great. Um,
1: yeah, that cold was what the one I was. No, about?
0: no, that was Kinetic in Montreal. Oh, Kinetic. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. Uh, so I never saw Left Behind Down Live, sadly. Um, but um, but I saw comments from Kane Delay just recently that apparently they've um, he's been sifting through the tapes of Jeremy Inkle's estate apparently, and there might be some newer songs coming, um, which would be <laughs> kind of cool because um, I quite like to hear some more of that. Although I'm not completely sure you would.
1: It was fun. I mean, it was a little bit like some of the stuff I used to dance to in rock clubs in the 90s, late Mindless 90s. Mindless
0: self-indulgence is the yeah. one you're thinking of, I Yeah, a bit
1: of Fear Factory as well in places.
0: Mm-hmm. So. But still, it, I think it rocks anyway. So, hey, um, you're really, really not going to like the next one.
1: Excuse me while I neck some more wine.
0: Oh, you're going to need it. This is Leech Woman.
2: Where's your toe? What fucking toe?
3: So, do you want some more? I'll stay awake, I will not sleep I'll stay awake, I can't sleep I'll stay awake, I will not sleep I stay awake i cannot sleep i stay awake i will not sleep i can not sleep
0: Your face suggests that you didn't like that. Oh uh, no! That, listeners, was Tool by Truman from their 2001 album 30, and was their for many years their traditional opening track live. Um, they were loud, very, very loud. Was that
1: the band that many years ago you infamously saw on the same set as BNB? Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes it was. Well there's a pair of bands that don't fit on a lineup
0: together. That lineup was the end December nineteen ninety nine and was Lietruman Cubanate and VNV Nation.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that, that that's a bit of a mixed up bill.
0: Uh-huh. Well Lietruman are or were, sorry, because they sadly no longer exist.
1: Hooray. Uh, sorry.
0: Uh, uh, Alex nowadays is in Australia, I believe, and was a drum and bass producer at one point. Um But he used to run stuff in London, and Leacherman were his band. And back in the day, back that point, the early incarnation of the band was his brother on various amounts of industrial percussion, which were gas cylinders, bins, whatever else, plus loads of electronics and loads of down-tuned, fucked-up guitars, and they were brutal. Um,
1: Very much in every possible way, not my
0: thing. The thing is, is that that wasn't even the loudest I ever saw them. The loudest time I ever saw them was... I, we were in Manchester, and it was a time where I'd managed to forget my earplugs, and they were supporting HypnoSkull at a noise night up there, and they were so loud that we were having to communicate with the bar staff on text messages uh, by showing them our phones, and we were literally holding onto the walls because it was so nasty.
1: It's not big, and it's not clever.
0: We didn't realise it was going to be that loud. Um, their cover of Kerosene by Big Black that night was great. What we heard of it, um, but yes, they were a perennial opener, and I find I've, their last ever London show before Alex moved away was supporting KMFDM and didn't do them justice at all, sadly. But they are—they are they're an important band in what they did. They were kind of very much junk punk in many ways, and there aren't many bands that do that.
1: What fills me with fear is that Adam tells me that that is not the. Worst thing I'm going to hear tonight Oh god
0: No it's probably not Um, I can think of at least two other things you're really not going to like tonight There is stuff you are going to like And in fact the next song you're going to like quite a bit Can we
1: get through all the ones I'm going to hate first
0: No no I've mixed it up a bit Anyway I don't think I really need to tell anyone what this is So I'm not going to say so until afterwards
4: Only one day is left, only one day. We are leaving the others, we are going away. Today we all steer, Animals we are, Possession is lost. Our souls are from the wild, And wings to reach the sky, Let the sun fall into the ocean, Let the earth erupt in flame, It is enough to have the strength and knowledge to raise our dream machines into the sky. Let them sleep who do not know. The final day is here. The very last. And we leave at dawn. There is no force, no money, and no power to stop us now and change our fate. Now every problem is destroyed. We raise our hands and bodies to the peak, into the universe, towards the stars we go.
0: of course, was The Mighty Lieback. With B-Machina from W.A.T. of 2003!
1: It's 16 years old! I mean, they've been around a while!
0: But, my God! Uh, That album came out on mute, of course, and was basically Lieback going, oh, you want us to make an industrial dance album? Yeah, sure, alright, why not?
1: Can I express that I'm somewhat saddened that he did not pick something from their most recent album for this podcast?
0: It wasn't as if I didn't have choice.
1: But, Come on, you know you really wanted to have something from um, Lieback Does the sound of music?
0: See, here's the thing, because I could have had, I could have played one of their earlier political songs, uh, like Brat Moy, brother of mine, from when they were a band, uh, often an often banned band in the in communist Yugoslavia, or I could have played one of their 90s covers of to- uh, bringing out the totalitarian edge in uh, in Western pop music or I could have played something of W.A.T., or I could have played Tansmit Lieback, or their song querying the European ideal later on, or the anthems that they covered, or The Sound of Music. I could have done an entire episode just on Lieback.
1: Could have been better than some of what you're playing me.
0: (laughs) the wine's kicked in, then. (laughs) What's probably interesting about Lieback is perhaps, uh, something I was thinking while writing this and preparing this was that they're something of the the industrial music's unwitting conscience offering offering opinions from the peanut gallery and maybe making comments that take some of some people years to work out i saw them once with with weirdly with my dad we went to see them on the first time they did the sound of music songs live Yeah, in the first, they
1: they would play a few of them but not yeah. the full
0: thing and they did part of the set with that but they um but they basically trolled the UK audience and the only time in that tour where they played a handful of songs including one that's uh, called Now You Will Pay which has barbarians are coming that are coming from the East to basically to steal your jobs and it's a song written in 2003 from this album about the Eastern Europeans coming in the first place and the British reaction to them and sadly, 15 years on it felt even more right and appropriate uh, because that was just before the Brexit vote. And of course, Lieback never comment on anything that they write about. They uh, they just play it and let you make your own mind up. And it took us weeks to realise what they'd done. And it was like, very good guys, very good. Um, they shared my review of that post as well. Which, which
1: suggests that you probably got the right idea.
0: I think I might have done. Um, that was a bit weird. But they're, they're, uh, they're one of the most enthralling live bands I've ever seen um, the Tate Modern show back in 2012 possibly one of the greatest shows of my that life
1: that was pretty cool
0: and Be Machina the song that I've just played was probably one of the highlights of it as they did that Iron Sky section in the middle the song being kind of the theme to, uh, kind it, of the uh, Across I, the
1: Universe was and there
0: then, yeah well with Across the Universe after it but Be Machina was something else
1: but then seeing them do all of the Sound of Music album what a couple of months ago start of the year, year? March yeah oh, six months ago was That was kind of ridiculous.
0: It was brilliant, though, wasn't it?
1: Confession for those of you who don't know me in real life so well.
0: I actually quite like the sound of music, so... Uh, which is kind of difficult, different to me, because I really don't. Um, I really, really don't. But I've seen yeah. it in a whole new light, and I'm really? never going to ever think Maybe of,
1: you should re-watch the film now and just see what you think of it now
0: you've... Uh, I'm never going to listen to 16 going on 17 in the same way again. Let, so do that well. fucking creepy. Yeah, just a tad. Even weirder when Milan Fras of Lyback sings it, and he's considerably older than 17. But anyway... Uh, We should probably move on, Um, although a rare band where we have lots of positive things to say, both of us. Next up is something rather more silly and rather more lewd. This is Lords of Acid.
2: Wait to feel that pussy too. You want to play with pussy all the time. To hide that kind of pussy is a crime. Mm. You say your pussy's clever and so slick. But I think that your pussy's kind of sick. I want to see your pussy. Show
3: it.
0: So that was Pussy by Lords of Acid. Subtle. Real subtle. From the album Our Little Secret of 1997. It's been an industrial stroke goth dance floor filler for years. I hadn't
1: even started my A-levels.
0: Uh-huh. So you might know the name who's behind Lords of Acid. you remember the name Praga Khan? Vaguely. Yes. You know, him who did Injected with a Poison and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, Lords of Acid is his lewd, crude, new beat-come-sleaze project. Pun intended. Um, but yes, he started out as a new beat project in Belgium, and it became this just sleazy filth-a-thon with lots and lots of anthemic dance floor tunes with, um, that probably break all the double-entendre records that there are.
1: Well, that so song was about a cat, right?
0: Uh-huh. Honest, gov. Yes. Like the I Must Increase My Bust, was one of the other big songs that he did, as I recall. Um, and various others. Um, but yes, s- subtlety was not something that he ever understood. Um, but they were silly, they were fun, and kind of stupid. But they would fill dance floors. If you played them, you played Pussy on the dance floor, you'd get lots and lots of people having fun on the dance floor.
1: Of course. I don't really have anything to say about it one way or the other, to be honest.
0: I didn't think you would. It is them. what it is. Uh, yes, it's it's kind of unique. Uh, there's no one else doing what he does doing that. They're still going. That's the incredible thing. He comes back He comes back and records another album every now and again. And he tours America quite a lot with them. And, you know, ho-hum. Home, home.
1: Well, he's found his niche.
0: He has. He has. Shall we move on? I think we should. Let's move on to a band that I loved back in the day. And I probably think that you probably didn't, because I... Probably played this to death before I met you. This is a band called Luxed. Knock You Down by Luxt off the oddly titled Chroma Sex Monkey Drive album from That's a 2000. name. It is an appalling name for an album, but it's a phenomenal album. Um, industrial rock, I guess, from Sacramento. Yes, Deftones' hometown. But I'm not sure whether they played with them, but they probably did at some point. Um, twin vocalists Anna, Anna Christine and Erie Locke. Eerie Lock doing the kind of sugar cubes kind of shouty guy over the top of a great female vocalist really
1: Yeah her vocals seemed quite like a few of the other sort
0: of female industrially She was searingly terrifying as well like a whirlwind of dreadlocks and attitude um, She appeared on a Velvet Acid Christ uh, song that's much a much loved Velvet Acid Christ song with a lovely title of Slut um, from Fun With Knives uh, and apparently the band helped on that album but yeah, they kind of disappeared without trace. Although, bizarrely, as I was researching this, the lat- their last album, American Beast, in 2003, was reviewed on Pop Matters, of all things. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. So, you know, different times. different time. Yeah, wasn't it just? Um, but yeah, they kind of disappeared. But I did play that song in particular. I played a lot when I was DJing early on. Um, it was a frequent appearance. Which sounds like
1: today. a very sort of song you'd have DJed a lot.
0: Yeah, fine. yeah, fair. I still have all their albums on CD I'm in the other room. so Readers.
1: He has a lot of albums on CD
0: still. Yeah, yeah, I do. Probably about 3,000, something like that. I don't really know Yes. Ho-hum. Anyway, um, so that's a me album, and you kind of thought it was okay. Right,
1: yeah, backgroundy, though. It was probably the kind of
0: thing that you'd have flung about to when you were younger, in, in rock clubs. Maybe. In a set that might have involved, you know, Kidney Thieves and stuff like that about that so anyway let's move on because we're going to go to a bit of a weird area now uh, some of this you're going to know and there's a couple of tracks in this you're going to like however there are a couple you're really not going to like
1: okay.
0: you might need more wine for this um, but not this track this is Lingoof That was the dulcet tones of Lingouf, with Le Carnival de Animaux. Yes, basically a re- an electronic reinterpretation of Sanson's Carnival of Animals, and it's a bit strange. I think it's the Aquarium that he redoes. I don't know the Carnival of Animals well enough
1: to say.
0: But it's one of the iconic bits of it. That kind of that kind of looping, weird, almost carnival sound that comes through it. Um, is a bit strange, he only ever did a couple of albums on Audio Trauma, and... i
1: um, got to say, sorry... It, uh, sorry, not Audio
0: Trauma, Aunt Zen, even. Um, and, uh, you
1: know, sorry at all, but I think I'd rather listen to the original Carnival of Animals.
0: Fair enough. Um, one of the great things about Aunt Zen, and you're probably not going to agree with this... The great things
1: that, about Aunt Zen?
0: Oh, yes, oh, yes, is that they were a broad mm. church, and always were a broad church, and there was not always just pummeling noise. Just was, mostly... Yeah, pretty much. Um, But there was some interesting, weird stuff kicking around, and Lingoof's Ang-Ed-Ruick was definitely one of those. If you could pronounce it right. (laughs) Uh, I was always struggle to pronounce French in that kind of thing. Um, But yes, Vincent Lingoof's work was quite, quite odd, Um, but sounded like nothing else at the time. Um, There are very few electronic experimental artists in our world, in our part of industrial, anyway, that are taking direct references from strange, whimsical, classical music. And no one since, either, strangely enough, because that comes from 2009. Um, talking of uses of unusual classical influences, uh-huh. here's someone else from some around that time, and this is Luzor. back some fun memories. That was Industrial Brass Band Pardon. by Luzor. Oh yes. Off the album No Error. it's Luzor on Audio Trauma from uh, 2009. Pretty much the same time as Lingoof, actually. Um, however, I didn't play Lingoof at Judder. I did play Luzor at Judder.
1: A truly ludicrous song.
0: Yes. And the faces of everybody on the dance floor when I started a brass band sample was quite good fun as well. Um, watching them going... What? Only
1: at Juddha could you get away with that and have people actually dance.
0: Well, they stuck with me for the 49 seconds it takes before the brutal breakbeat kicks in, and they all went, yeah, we can dance to this, and went absolutely batshit for it for three minutes. Like I said, only at Juddha. Yep, only at Juddha. It worked. It was brilliant fun. Um, weirdly, I didn't realise, actually, and I must have paid attention to this at the time, but Matthew uh, Gosselin, another Frenchman, uh, solo project, who was um, who is Luzor, um, was previously in a digital hardcore band called Ekstasic. Well, wow, so it makes like more sense when you hear of the brutality of how crazy Loser was. Um, again, experimental, weird and hella fun. And I loved that <laughs> album back then. I haven't heard it in ages. So maybe I'm gonna go and listen to that tomorrow. uh uh-huh. Maybe on headphones so you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, please. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Right. Anyway, uh, you know, uh, actually, the next song's not too bad. Bodes well, doesn't yeah, it, listeners? It's, it's the song after this. You're really not gonna like. Um, anyway, this is Lucid Static.
3: fact factctor
4: to die
0: think you like that. Not my bag. No. Well, that brutal industrial drum and bass was Lucid Static. That track was Blackout off his first album, Gravedigger, uh, of 2008. Uh, released back on then on Timpanic, who, sadly, are long gone. Um, James Church, who is Lucid Static, is based in Anchorage in Alaska. Uh, uh. Yeah, quite. Uh, and uh, I've met him a few times since at uh, Cold Waves. Great dude, and runs a label now called CRL Studios, and it's... Collaborated with people like Synotic and various other industrial bands. As always, the scene is like one big great family. Uh-huh. Um, but he releases lots of experimental, noise and electronics and weird stuff. Some really really interesting stuff comes out actually, and James is a really nice guy. Um, so. Um, but, but sorry mate, not my bag. Yeah, strangely enough, I didn't think you'd like that. But it just makes me want to go and uh, put my head in bass bins and listen to really really heavy drum and bass for a night. It's been a while since I did that. Right, I should probably warn you now, you're going you're gonna to probably beat me over the head with a, with a large mallet for the next track. I haven't played that much extreme noise at you so far in this series. Right? So, this is an act you won't have heard of, called The Last Days of SEX. on your face says it all dear god so that was the last days of SEX you are going to like the song title though because this is good productivism economism consumerism and other fancy stuff for destroying the planet
1: okay Off the mostly album. I wasn't getting any of that I was getting
0: shrieky noises stuff the album by the way is called great irony and politically SEX explosive from 2009 oh. um he's one of three it's one of three albums he's done lots and lots of witty titles uh from a value of wit. Uh, there's lots of stuff like that. He's uh, Manos uh I believe from Greece. Um, there's even a Neubauern cover on the third album. Ugh,
1: you're not selling it to me.
0: Yeah, strangely enough. Um, there's a reason why I've never played this at you. Um, hey, I never even dared play this in clubs at you. Thank God. I could have worked as well. Hmm. Don't start. No. No. no sad times Um, but yeah if you wanted almost a quintessential hands noise act
1: I don't really want a quintessential hands noise act thanks
0: no strangely enough sad
1: I'll I'll, I'll go back to listening to terrible indie and something instead but uh,
0: to add the kind of musical critique of that um something of hands something that hands let artists do often is that nasty distortion and kind of fuzz around the beats and the electronics and that had it all um yes um, their albums are actually stupefyingly difficult to get through in one sitting um because they're just as loud as greyhound so anyway you've got through greyhound you've got through the last days of sex now and you've got through converter Yeah, but I know I've still got W to go. Oh, yes. That's waste, fact fans. Um, I've got to pick which song to play at when we get to W. But we'll discuss that when we finally get there. Yeah, which will probably be like Transmission 30 or so, I think. (laughs) Um, Maybe slightly later than that. Um, Which will probably be in about 2025 at the rate we're currently going. Yeah, we'll try and pick up up the pace over the rest of the year. Promise. So, we have two more songs. Am I going to hate them? Uh, one you might like. One you probably won't. <sighs> but there's no more power noise, I can tell you that. Thank the Lord. So anyway, this is another of my controversial selections. Uh, but if you're when you're listening to this, you'll probably realise why I've picked it. This, of all things, is Lady Tron. You like Lady Tron?
1: I like some Lady Tron. Huh.
0: You like Destroy Everything You Touch?
1: I like some Lady Tron. I. Although I don't, just doesn't quite click, but I like some of their stuff.
0: Fair enough. Well, that was Fighting in Built Up Areas off what I think is their best album by a mile, Witching Hour, uh, from 2005 uh, on Island Records. Um, that song is here because. Lady Trouble, as far as I'm concerned, that song's industrial as fuck for a start, um, and is sung in Bulgarian, which I think is unique in this list, regardless of how many bands I cover. Um, But it was also Lady Trouble the first of the current wave of bands to borrow from industrial, but not be industrial. You know, they were, their electronics, especially the later stuff, was all over kind of synth pop and all over kind of nasty, jagged electronics. Even with the smooth, lovely uh-huh. sounds that they did. Um, and they're back again, because they did another album recently, which is perfectly good, but I'm never going to see them live again after but, but, the first time I saw them. Were, yeah, you came back saying it was something of a disappointment. Uh, possibly one of the worst live shows I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and that's a lot of live shows now. And some really terrible live shows. Uh-huh, uh, maybe it was just the lady who looked like they didn't give a fuck and they wanted to be anywhere else, which is kind of a shame. But hey-ho. Um, so I wasn't paying 40 quid to go and see them live at the Roundhouse earlier in the year. Anyway, um, we only have one more song left tonight. Hey! Boo! Um, is that what you actually want for me, to be honest? It's kind of agrotech. Um,
1: nothing we're finishing on a song Daisy's gonna like, eh?
0: Yeah, there might be some songs next week, next time you like. You liked some of the songs tonight, but not many of them. L doesn't seem to be a letter that really works with you, I don't think. Uh, anyway, let's finish this last song off and then we'll talk some more at the other side. Uh, before we pass you on to number seventeen in a few weeks' time. Uh, this is the Ludovico technique. Ooh. Have a machine, sir. Would you wasn't one I don't think you liked much.
1: I mean, it wasn't like whatever the hell that Paranoise was you played earlier.
0: The Last Days of SEX.
1: But not really my bag either.
0: Weird, actually. Ludovico Technique were later than most agrotech and most goblin vocal stuff, and I kind of quite like them. Um, that album came from 2012, and that song was Dead Inside, from Some Things Are Beyond Therapy on Metropolis. Um, but I remember them sending me their first EP when they were signed to a smaller label, um, and I got it on promo and it was actually quite good uh, A guy called Ben V is behind them although their description of them is a bit like over the top Harsh industrial music highlighting the dark aspects of the human experience as well as the depths to which man's mind can deteriorate Pretentious much? Oh come on That's what you expect However, pop quiz question for you What is the Ludovico technique?
1: Oh god I used to know this I can't remember I used to know this This was the thing I knew I know it was a thing I knew. Pop uh, orange. Oh yeah.
0: It's the nasty, nasty. Thing
1: where he pinned the eyes uh-huh. and
0: watching the films. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it you know it's and it's it's they actually did what they did very very well and I kind of enjoyed them. Um, it's not something I go back to very often, but it was a good album, you know. And they've done a second album, I think. Well, the first album was great, and I'll happy leave it at that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's this week. Uh, what else have we been up to other than Infest?
1: A uh, lot no, recently. I've been a lovely quiet couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, I saw Teeth of the Sea a few weeks ago, who will be featured under T. I can promise Probably you that. that. Um, possibly one of the loudest gigs I've seen in the last 15 years. And, um, and it was uh, so much bass, but it was so good. Um, and Infest was fun, and expect this week... Uh, What have we got coming up this week on A Model of Control? Because this will be posted first. We've got Tuesday 10, number 382, where I start on the whole idea of names after all the suggestions I got. Uh, An interview with Witch of the Veil will be coming this week.
1: Who, if we haven't said, were one of the
0: highlights of uh, Infest. Oh, absolutely, or THE highlight of Infest, frankly. Um, But yes, an interview is coming with them, just the finishing touches being put to that at the moment uh and uh the review of the new cyanotic album and the new Kanga ep both of which are coming soon because the trigger effect by cyanotic is their best thing in years and the new Kanga ep has had me thinking lots but i haven't quite worked out what i'm going to say about it yet but i do like it and i think that's about it we'll be picking up with more on l on transmission 017 in a few weeks time which i think you're probably going to need more wine for You'll like M more than you like
1: (laughs) L. L is clearly
0: not my letter. Apparently not. Apparently not. We've done 11 songs today. There's 11 songs next time. And um, yeah, and we're nearly at halfway once we get through M. But I suspect M will be also a two part one as well. You have too many bands, that's the problem. Well, that's kind of the point of this. You've got to cover everything.
1: You've got
0: too many bands, that's the problem. No, 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 no. Too few. Hmm. There are some letters we won't have any at all.
1: Hmm. Mm. I don't believe that for a second.
0: I do. Um, But anyway, we'll be back next time around when I'll be playing music I like, music Daisy doesn't like. Yay! And some music that I kind of ambivalent around and Daisy will suddenly find that she loves. Mm, Doubtful. It's happened. Doubtful, though. But, you know, you never know. You never know. I remain optimistic. That's the way this works. I'm optimistic. Daisy is just cutting. And drinks more wine. But anyway, thank you for listening. I have been Adam.
1: And I've been sarcastic.
0: And she's also been Daisy. <laughs> this has been Transmission 016 on a Model of Control.com, and we'll see you
3: soon.